What up, though, world? It's your man, Jay Legs, and you are back rocking with the Culture Cure. I appreciate you tuning in. What's good, family? How y'all doing? Mm, y'all right? Nice. What's good. What's good? What's good? Oh, we got a special guest. How you doing? Oh, Don't be playing. like that. <laughs> no, you know. <laughs> you missed one week. Tip just back in it. You know, you act I mean, like you're getting paid for real. We right. We can't. Be, I, mean, I, I just, I yeah. want a jet set too. I want a jet set too. We'll thing. get We'll get to that. Yeah, okay. Ladies, um, how y'all doing? Pretty good. How's your busy? <laughs> busy? Busy fast. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, you busy too? Um, I'm good. I, I can't just hear you. Wanna, shut up. I just want to give a disclaimer. <laughs> Uh, I now have a liner, so excuse my lisp. <laughs> That's all I'll say about that. A liner? What's a liner? Uh, I wouldn't it's, have even it's known. for straightening my teeth. Oh, just, keep, just keep listening. Because I, I struggled with I SH yesterday. Oh. <laughs> like, just keep listening. This oh. guy said that in one of our meetings downtown. He was like, FYI. Yeah. Because I already know <laughs> how we are. And so let me You're, get that like, out the way right going now. On with your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> get that out the way right I'll now. I'll be the first one like... Why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah, like, Terrible. <laughs> How's your week? It's actually pretty good. I'm actually a little lighter, you know, a little breezy. You're a little lighter. Yeah, I'm a little, little lighter. You have a colonoscopy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is about that You know, time. black man. That's you know, what you, I would. definitely something you need. If somebody to. says, I feel lighter, you know, like, so, so light on you, you lost, you lost so, something. So, like, wait, time out. So, lighter for you is anal play. Oh. Well, Whoa! <laughs> Why did you call? Why does it have to be anal play? Because that's what it is. Like that, you, is, not, a, that is medical. A colonoscopy you're taking a, you're taking is a camera not. And you playing back there? You ain't doing nothing. You need. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No. real playing. quick before we even move forward. That's so you don't playing. plan on ever getting one in your life? We'll think about it. We'll think about it. You know, like adults. We'll think about it. You know, adults. All we adults should get colonoscopies after a certain think age. Think about it. Fifty. We'll think about it. <laughs> By that time, Sorry, I mean, your, your medical health is important. Keep playing if you want to. Right. Whatever. Um, however, and you black, I think, whatever you are. <laughs> We're not going to talk about what you are. Fucking Cuban black. dial. Um, but I'm not. <laughs> my word. Wait, let me get this straight. So you are allowed to say these things on air, but I can't say, never mind. I can't. I don't want to even repeat what I said when everybody got offended, but you just called me a what? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. Oh, I didn't even hear what See? he said. If it was I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think we should. Should I say the disclaimer that the culture cure does not. What, um, did, I, what did I say? Okay. Move on. Tiff. Okay. How, how, how have you been? <laughs> well, we'll get into that because that's a whole situation. Let's introduce the, the guest that we have in the building real <laughs> oh. quick. What up, Lee? How you doing today? You all right? I'm good, man. I'm tired. <laughs> appreciate you coming in, man. Appreciate it. I was here early. You were. I mean, you know, it's better to be on. Was it? How it go? To be early is to be on time. To be on time is to be late. It's funny how it's you to said that. To be late that. is unacceptable. <laughs> you wanted to know. It's funny I how know. you said that. I had, look, it was like you set her up with it. Uh, trip, bro. Huh? We got to talk about this Africa trip. Oh, okay. So let's yeah, let's get to Africa trip. So, <laughs> uh, you in Africa trip? Are you in there? What? Where'd you guys go? So Tim, you know, let us live vicariously through you. Um, I just came back from it. Whoa. <laughs> I could make so many jokes right now, but. That was intentional. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> I just came back from Africa. Cairo, Egypt to be exact. Dang, and it nice. was. First class too, huh? Um, oh. Don't, don't believe him. <laughs> I was in the regular folks section. <laughs> Nobody sat next to me on all four flights. Though. Oh, One wow. Wow, four. It's well, four. It's two, two to get there. Two there. Two there. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, you right? <laughs> yeah. So it was just. It was an amazing. It was an amazing, amazing, 
amazing. You're glowing. Experience. Like it's the only way. It was rough. Don't don't let me get you wrong. <laughs> it was a hard trip. Oh, the, yeah, that's 24 hours. No, not just getting there. Like the language barrier is extremely hard. Mm-hmm. Um we were lied to at every <laughs> turn. Like about what? Everything. Like everything. They're obviously, you know, our money is worth more there. They're oh, yeah. having a very hard time there because tourism mm-hmm. is their number one, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, money maker and people it's the Middle East people mm-hmm. I ain't really Americans ain't really trying to go right. to the Middle East the country is outrageously beautiful the people are beautiful like we met random people on the street who didn't speak our language and we were being um, followed by this little boy who he's like a teenager who wanted money and food <laughs> no like for blocks we kept saying no his friend came and like slapped him so oh hard. I was like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> and then that didn't stop him though. Um, so now a lady on the street got involved. So like people were trying, to, people we didn't even know had no knowledge of trying to help us and protect us. Um, it was just people were kind. Did you stick out like that? Okay, first off, I went there thinking that I was going to be like, if you read the blogs, they make it seem like you're going to be called out of your name. Mm-hmm. It, they're not welcoming. First off, mm-hmm. I was the man in Cairo <laughs> I figured you would say that, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my color, my color. Oh my What's up? <laughs> I don't, That's I, what's up. I was called um, brown sugar, black sugar, brownie, <laughs> like my sister. Any name that you that has some type of color to it. Like, they called me. They were, like, even when I had to, like, get grim with them, like, okay, no, stop, get away. Mm-hmm. They were still kind in that. Mm-hmm. You know? It was, no. It was an amazing experience. I recommend going to anybody. Um, go experience that part of the world and just see that it's not what TV or the media makes it out to be. Um, it was, ugh. How long were you there? <clears throat> I was there, what, six days? And then I spent a little bit of time in Paris before I got there. Okay. Bringing back uh, handbags and whatnot. You know, I I mean. (laughs) Something slight. I was a nigga in Paris. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) What do you expect? (laughs) 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 You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. How was Uh, the food? um, The food was really good. Yeah, it was it wasn't earth shattering. It wasn't like, oh my God, I have mm-hmm. to have it again. But the mm-hmm. food was really good. I never got sick at any point. Um Amen. I smoked shisha. Who they call hookah shisha, shisha there. Mm-hmm. Um I don't smoke hookah at all here. I mm-hmm. used to, and it would make me sick every time I did it. Mm-hmm. Um shisha there. I don't know what y'all smoking here. I don't know There's what some type. <laughs> <laughs> some. Well, Let me tell you, the shisha there was just like Oh, I could do this every day. Did you get high or you just felt like extremely calm? It's a high, like real chill, just feeling. It was only one night because we really weren't. We were working on a few hours of sleep and we really weren't eating like we were supposed to eating or drinking at all because it was just like go time. Like, mm-hmm. OK, we got this to do, this to do and that to do. But we would do the uh, shisha every night. It was only one time I did it where I'm like, I don't, I don't have to have this and it was dirt cheap Mm -hmm. so one night we paid 30 egyptian pounds um for shisha Mm -hmm. and what's that in u.s dollars um two bucks no no like 60 something cent 
Oh wow! It's like that. <laughs> it was yeah. dirt. Jeez, yeah. dirt yeah, cheap. It, it wow. was so cheap. The only thing is, we couldn't. The hotel we stayed in in Giza, um, where I met my Egyptian king. <laughs> <laughs> he owned the place, and like, oh, he owned the place. He, now he he owned it, but he really was. He's the man. Like I went to like go grab something off the table. He pulled me like, don't touch nothing. He started speaking that stuff to them people. That stuff. (laughs) They came and opened the water. My stuff was like literally across the table. I just changed seats and he wouldn't let me pick up nothing. This was on y'all date? or This This was was like, (laughs) I don't even know if it was a date. I brought my friend with me everywhere I went. Like, I don't know what you want, but. You can have it. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, no. That's basically what she was looking at. Take, whatever, take whatever you want from me. Her dad's probably listening. Uh, right, right. No, but I even told my dad about him because he like sent my parents gifts. He FaceTimed what? my mom. He sent my uh, mom, my dad, and Wait my a brother minute. a gift. Like, I'm oh, thinking, wow. you know, I'm a Detroit girl, so I'm thinking, like, what's the angle here? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, this, he like you ain't coming back. That's <laughs> right. Oh, that's what he was on. That was a, right. No, I mean, like, kidnapped was, ain't coming back. No, was, what do they call that? that? Was Prince when Hakeem. You, yeah, when you, you just, just like, buy them yeah. or something. A dowry. A dowry. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what he was on. Tip Rosie, no, Right. He was like. Concubine. He kept saying, he was like, you might not realize it now, but he's like, I'm a king. And I said, Okay. <laughs> like, so he was going to let us stay in the hotel for free. Mm. I was staying in, in Giza because I went to wake up to the pyramids. We stayed there three days and then we transferred to a hotel in Cairo because we wanted to stay off the um, the, the Nile River. Um, he's like, no, you don't have to go to Cairo. Stay here. You don't have to pay nothing. Mm. I said, no, I have to go. <laughs> he's like, I'll give you a car to take you wherever you want to go. I changed the direction of like where I wanted the car to take us. Everybody in the hotel, like, oh, I got to call a boss. Like, we need to talk to him before we do anything. I, no, that's not that's not safe. <laughs> the fact that, like, I'm just some random girl traveling, yeah. minding my business, and, okay, you give me this car to go someplace, but now, like, in order for me to make any move, you everybody, like, five people picked up, picked up their phone to call a boss. Mm. Let me call a boss first. Now I'm going to call Uber and get away from <laughs> All of so y'all. that was scary to you? Wow. On some level? Um, in the moment, no, in the moment, it was extremely scary because mm-hmm. I couldn't make a move in the hotel without somebody knowing. Yeah. Without, I went to order pizza one night because they got Pizza Hut there. And no. we wanted pizza. We wanted American food. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. We just want some Pizza Hut. The girl gives me the phone to order. Next thing I know, the phone rings. And I'm like, the guy is speaking Arabic and he's like, WTF. So I give her back the phone. <laughs> She gives it back to me, and she was like, oh, that's him. He's like, you want pizza? What? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, my friend just is trying to get Bro. pizza, so <laughs> we're going to order pizza. He's like, no. Like, I'll get her pizza, because he really wasn't feeling her at all. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'll get her pizza, and I'll get you something different. Like, we're going to do something special. And I was like, yeah, I'll get pizza, too. So, like... <laughs> So. The girl took the phone. He was like, get a phone back to her. Next thing I know, pizza came. He First, he sent the uh, chef down. Damn. He sent the chef Look down. Look at the guys like, oh, wow. <laughs> to <laughs> ask if. I got to get my life together. <laughs> Stuff ain't going to never be the same over here. You're going to be irritated with every single Like, dude. where your chef at? Right. 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 You want to go where? Oh, <laughs> you not nah. sending a car? 
What is this? Is this man? A, what? Putting a lot of pressure. On a right whole now. lot of pressure, <laughs> but man, like it was. Oh, man. It was that's fun. amazing. Yeah, that's, that's a good experience. Yeah, I ain't had to pay for nothing. Mm. It's a good life. <laughs> now I'm back home. <laughs> back to reality. Right. Dang. He might fly you back out there though. No, you flew that, That's what he said. Flew though. He was like, I could live. He's like, you could come here. Cause my friend asked him like, what's your intentions? Uh, Cause no, things were really just getting out of like. Uh, he was laying. So you doing on. too much? He, like it was laying on. And he was like, I don't need nothing from her. Like, I got a visa. He's like, I've got businesses everywhere. Like, I can come and go as I please. Like, don't think that this is something that, like, he's like, I like her. And I was like, you ain't even know me. <laughs> Watch I go over there and meet the brokest thing. <laughs> brokest One thing in the area. on the street yeah. following you all. Yeah. <laughs> Like what's up, broke boy? We need to make a trip. Yeah, we, we need to make it, take a few. Yeah, go. Get, uh, get that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. man. Yeah, like Airbnb uh, or something. I, I got some immigration stories from back in the day. Oh, okay. They okay. <laughs> was trying to get you. I, no, I used no, to work. No, no it wasn't that extravagant. Uh. But I used to be an officer. Okay, was, so they so. was offering yeah. things. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, do tell. <laughs> no, uh, just. You know, we could take some money here, <laughs> and we can go build elsewhere, mm. and uh, oh, yeah. never have to come back or move hey. elsewhere, please. Tiffany got a husband over there, so she with it. Dang. <laughs> no, nah, that's dope. Well, was like, he even like, <laughs> like attractive? Did you like him? <laughs> Did, was he your age? Was, um, what was he's a little still, older than me. What's a little smile. older? <laughs> I am, like he's still texting too. Okay. Um, yeah, you, did you give him some of that that black it, sugar? Like, Absolutely whoa, not. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> she <laughs> wouldn't <laughs> come. She wouldn't have came back. This is a family uh, that's show. Absolutely. Did he call you? Did he call I'm you simply talking about. Sugar? No, he called me by my name, and he um he made me he learn like uh, Arabic words, which mm. I don't remember how to say. Mm. Habib- Habibi. First love. of all, my friend. No, it's like uh, my love, yeah, like my yeah. boo. You know, like well, they they invert it when they're talking to a to a guy. Yeah, it well, it's Habibi for him, and then he would call me uh, Habibsi, Habibsi. I, I can't, I can't remember. Here they just say Habibi for, to everybody. Yeah, <laughs> Habibi, Habibi, no. Yeah, <laughs> he taught me how to say I love you, and I kept what? saying it. Look, my friend was love like, in three days. What I'm like, I don't, I don't. He told me to say it, so I said it. <laughs> Goofy ass. I don't know what to do. You about to be somebody's concubine. You better quit playing. Uh, hey, it's going to be a car outside. Nice. Uh, man, All black tinted windows. I'm going to get in here. Like, what the? Man. Y'all about to be the next coming to America, too. <laughs> Look. What I got to do? <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Queen, too. Mm. I I didn't have a bad time. I'll say well, that. clearly, I did not. So, how have was a the bad Nile time. River? Did you did you put your foot in it? Um, I tried to, but we the Nile. <laughs> no, it wasn't high enough. No. So I didn't want the hotel to think that I was trying to like kill myself or jump in. Oh. So I didn't. And he would have had a fit. Mm. Well, he he was in Giza. Oh, this was okay. in, the Nile River was in uh, Cairo. Cairo. So it wasn't, you could see on the walls that the river wasn't as high as it typically is. Mm-hmm. And I tried as I might to touch that water. Cause I'm like, I just want to touch the water. Like mm-hmm. it's all I want to do. But they had cameras everywhere and they made it very clear. Like you don't really need to be getting in the water. So, um, 
You didn't water. get in the water. I didn't. Then you say you was taking like a boat ride on it though. Yeah, we took it on our cruise, uh-huh. but we wasn't in no paddle boat. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't <laughs> so know if you was on the, a you know, huge boat. Nah, no. You know, you, you get flued out. But I did go to Fridays on the Nile River. What? What? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Too. Fridays everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> what? Did you say McDonald's? Yeah, it was a bunch of, of McDonald's. She did. It was KFCs. They have different things over there, though. Yeah. You know, went and looked at the menu. Yeah, the, the menu for Fridays was legit. Mm. It was like some type of spicy dish I had that was amazing. Noted. Mm. And we smoked shisha at Fridays. Fridays. Mm-hmm. Oh, On the Nile River. Shisha just everywhere. So it was more laid back than what I'm thinking. Yeah. That Yes. Okay, cool. It's not what you you think that it's like a ultra conservative place and it is yeah i was looking up things like what to wear what not to wear i had my hair wrapped every day and one of the guys was like why do you have your hair wrapped up <laughs> i was like i don't want I, you to I, beat me in the street i, I, like, I uh, thought that's what i had to do yeah and then he was like yeah no but i'm like my hair's not done either so this is perfect. <laughs> <a win-win. laughs> it's hot over here it's, yeah. it gets really cold at night I, yeah i figured that too uh, it's just there's so many things I have to tell you. Dang. So many. Uh, we'll still be continued. Yes, we, we've taken up way too much time. Man, that's great. Cairo. But I think that to, to end it, I think that if you have the opportunity, don't be afraid of going. Go. It is life changing. And the pictures are amazing. Yes, we'll have to see those. Yeah, All right. That was mm. my last uh, trip to Shame. I, I got nothing on it. You talking about Belize? Is that, oh, what, is, is that what you're talking about? I mean, it's not Cairo. I mean, it's, it's still Belize, though. It ain't the same. Oh, okay. You still out here shining? She got... Uh, <laughs> she got fluid out. Right, right. I've been drinking water. Right? <laughs> I'm getting old. I need to uh, get my life together. <laughs> she got fluid out. You got a, a yeah. coconut drink I mean, that you paid for? <laughs> I didn't pay for it. Oh, oh excuse me. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. All right, don't don't trash Belize. I'm going there yeah, next month. So y'all fancy up yeah, in here. See, we not Egypt fancy, but I mean, that's, <laughs> but moving on. <laughs> All right, so um, I kind of wanted to dive into uh, the vote summit that was uh, this past weekend, yeah. and you all's thoughts on what was brought up. Um, did it change your way of thinking? Um, did it change you as a person? Are you like, what are you going to do different from the conversation that was invoked? Like, let's jump into it. Uh, for all the for all those that have not been able to watch the Revolt Summit uh, panel, uh, which I encourage everyone to go do, um, it had um, was it six people on there. It had T.I. Killer Mike, Candace Owens, <laughs> Katrina Pearson, Tamika Mallory, Mallory. and Stephen Paquette. And uh, Stephen Paquette is... He started this new organization called Trap the Vote, and is basically um, bringing awareness to um, black people about voting. Like there's a lot of things that we don't know. I know Aaron has spoke before about you know trying to find different avenues to be more conscious and knowledgeable about this voting process because there's a lot of things that we don't know. So that was the panel. They posed a lot of different questions. Um, one of the first questions that he he uh, he posed to the whole panel was. What is the single most issue facing uh, African Americans in this election? And they had some interesting things. So I'm going to go down and just kind of give you some bullet points of what everyone said, and then we can kind of just give me your insight. 
Uh, so Steve said how technology is is drastically going to change the world. Candace said socialism and how we don't we we think it's something good, but it's not. And how <coughs> what I got that she really hates the Democrats. I got uh, stuff to say. <laughs> go go ahead. Uh, <laughs> she said what? She basically, she basically just trashed the Democrats in that, that first part. Yeah. Um, Tip uh, said um, homegrown terrorism, mass incarceration, <coughs> and police brutality. Um, Killer Mike said blacks have to become a bigger part of the economic structure. Uh, Tamika said no, we have no leadership. Um, she also agrees with uh, Trump and a lot of his beliefs and he she she believes that he's done a lot more for the african-american community than any other president and then katrina was basically saying that white supremacy is gonna is one of the biggest things that we are facing in this upcoming election so the floor is open uh, who wants to chime in first sir um i'm just gonna start with well what katrina said and i i kind of agree with a mix of what katrina said and what killer mike said so katrina talked about white supremacy being normalized. And so when we feel like it's normalized, it automatically puts us in a place where we feel less than, we don't feel like we're bringing power and knowledge to the table. Thus, we're not in a position to then present, to be put in a place of uh, what Killer Mike said, where we have a part of the economic structure. So I think both of those things are important. Like I would agree with both of them in terms of what comes to the forefront. We need to be a part of the economic structure and if we continue this mindset that, you know, white supremacy is normal, what seeing them in power, they do things better, et cetera, et cetera, then it's going to be hard for us to climb out of that and present ourselves as bringing something to the table. Just to stop one moment, we just want to uh, welcome C.A.P. back to the table. <laughs> uh, fashionably late. You know, we, we, we appreciate your support. You know what I'm saying? Always. Black Always. power. How you know we what doing? I'm All the power. Do it for Wakanda. <laughs> Um, uh, Lee, see, see, we don't know if you're each other. Uh, we were talking about the revolt summit, and we Great just topic. actually just started talking about it. And we were talking about the in, the intro statements and who and who said what. And Sarah was just making her point, so continue. I was I was done. Oh, so you redirected, so I don't know if anybody remembers what I just said. But in a nutshell, um, introduce the person when come in the room. In a nutshell, um, I talked about how I basically agree with Killer Mike and is it Katrina? That was the one on the end. Mm-hmm. Um, or Tamika. 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 Looking at how one of the things that's important is that it seems like white supremacy is being normalized and also saying that we need to be a part of the economic structure. So I feel like those two kind of go hand in hand. If we continue to normalize white supremacy and the fact that they run a lot of stuff and thinking that they're better at it or their things are better, we don't put ourselves in a position to say, hey, we bring value. We need to be a part of the economic structure. So I think those two are key points in what's important moving forward. I agree. Anybody else want to add? Oh no! Go ahead. Well, I would I would have to say the uh, I think all of them had some valid points, but I would have to say behavior. So they talked about everything that exists, which is what we always talk about all the time, every election. Mm -hmm. But nobody talks about the behavior. So, like, I'll give you an example. What's what's worse, the the pusher or the user? Right. So if you think about it. 
one person does drugs and they can't do drugs if there's no pusher. But the person pushed the drugs, if there's no user, he or she can't deal. But you still have to ask yourself which is worse. So if you change the behavior, you begin to change the process in which things work, the redlining, uh, how they redistrict and call it uh, gentrification. So, and which in my opinion is nothing more than uh, just trying to secure a vote. I mean, I don't think it's much more than that, but if you can change your behavior, you can change the outcome of these different things. I mean, we talk about our spending power, but we don't talk about what we spend it on. So I think the behavior is the biggest thing. It's the root of it. Aaron? Um, <clears throat> I actually made some notes, but um, out of everyone, I agree with Killer Mike the most. Um, I think he said, like, the realest thing I've heard in a long time as far as, like, something we can actually, like, something actionable, right? Like he said, like, we're constantly talking about the issues in our culture, but we don't ever come up with, like, solutions on our own. Then when it's time to vote, it's kind of like, oh, we don't like you. We're not just, we're just not going to vote at all. That, like, doesn't fix anything, right? So he proposed that... <clears throat> Basically, why don't, like, we all, like, have an agenda. Like, like Black Panther Party had an agenda, right? Like, they had, like, 10 points that they, like, went by consistently, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Same concept, right? What, about, what are our 10 points of things that, that's, our, that's important to us? And he said, bring those things to our local, state, national um, officials or people running for office. And if you can't address at least some of these issues, then, no, I won't vote for you. Now, that to me, is a reason not to vote. So he was talking about how important voting is, which I'm still all for, regardless of whether we do that or not, but that also gives us a chance to actually do something. Like, you still hear my voice in the process because we all, I don't know, like, I've been thinking about this for the last couple of days. Like, that would be so dope if we all had, like, um, a black voting day. Not necessarily for president or governor or things like that. Literally, like, where we all go fill out our own form right? However you get it, right? And we all tally up what's in rank, what's important to us. So when it's time to vote people in or they're running, hey, this is the black vote. If you want it, this these, these, these are do. our demands. Mm -hmm. So like that was one of the realest. That's, and I think that's actually doable. They, they do polls for everything else. Why can't they, why can't we poll what we want, right? Valid. Um, I'm more so... Um, Lean towards T.I. and Killer Mike. Yeah. Um, T.I. had some good points, too. Because one thing that we do have to pay attention to is um, the homegrown terrorism. Like, it's a lot of things happening here. And we just like you throw the rock and then hide your hand. It's a lot of things that, that, that we don't <clears throat> speak to or, you know, it's a it's a topic for today or it's a headline for this week. And then it goes away. But if it was a foreign foreign country that was doing the terrorism is the topic for the year. You know, we're talking about it. We're starting wars. We're doing everything. So homegrown terrorism is something I think um, does need to be uh, paid attention to. Uh, of course, the mass incarceration, mass incarceration system and then police brutality. Um, and then, like, like she was saying, what Killer Mike was saying, I'm all for it. I've always been for trying to figure out how do we 
come together and start to support one another. Like that's been something I've been trying to figure out for the longest. Like we support everyone. And it's been a proven fact that the black dollar is very powerful. And until we figure that out and actually start, excuse me, to use it to develop our own communities, it's not much, you know, we're, we're going to keep, it's like the, the hamster in the world. We're not going to move anywhere. So I think you got to do something to hurt them though. The people who Elaborate. are doing. So uh, if I'm not mistaken, Killer Mike talked about when they are gunning us down in the street. Let's attack their pension. We don't want that the, was a good idea. Yeah, we don't want the money from the city or the state because they're going to pay for all these lawsuits. That cop is just going to get laid off, and he's going to go find a security, private security job somewhere else, mm-hmm. making nearly as much. But if we attack more. that pension, right, and we attack the departments, now people begin to think about their personal livelihoods, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll think yeah. twice. Yeah, so it's all good as long as you don't look like me. But now, when you have to suffer the way that I do in the same way that I do. Now you have to really think about what your wife is gonna think, mm-hmm. being a man, what your kids are gonna think. And I think that when you go for someone's finances, uh, oh, because, the narrative. because that's, that's power now. I mean, power used to be, what, I'm 6'5", 260, I can go hunt, I can shoot, I can fight. So my wife back in the day would have been happy with me if I was a buck ten, probably not, because I probably couldn't go hunt or could fight or could protect anybody. You could get small game. <laughs> <laughs> a, little rat, a little rabbit. A little small raccoon. Game. Baby, I got, got a cocoon today. Yeah, but, got a cocoon. you know, so what, what is power now? What does it look like? I remember when in the 90s, 50 grand a year used to be a, a decent amount of money. You yeah, could live middle class. Right. right. Caddy stay in there, yeah. you know, some of these big houses. A couple, couple cars at home. And, and, and now, a lake house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the, the dollar bag of chips are like one eighty nine. Mm-hmm. I brought one in um last <laughs> two weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> it was like terrible. It's like man. five chips in it. Yeah. So I mean even the rep snacks went up. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, milk milk is like, <laughs> in Hawaii, milk is like five bucks and oh yeah. I mean they import everything. I mean, Power is is money now, yeah. and if you can't play that game As to Tiffany change that game. showed us that power is money. Mm. Oh, yeah. To your point about what he was saying, and it seems like he was one of the main people up there who truly had a plan. Mm-hmm. And as it relates to police brutality, I also like how he talked about going after the judges. Like, once this happens, he said, you know, you don't like that they – let this person off or they didn't sentence them. Okay, so now, next election, get that judge out of there. So now you're Thank also you. putting right. the target on the judge's back. Like, when this stuff happens, if it gets through that cracks, now you're responsible for saying, like, hey, this this wasn't fair, this wasn't right. So their punishment would be more severe. So he, he really had plans, and I like that idea. That was something that, you know, when you ask what's something that we would change, like, that's something that I would really look at doing moving forward. We haven't really had any cases like that here Per se, but right, knock on wood. I mean, but in the event, like I think that's huge going after the judge too, because a lot of the reason that happens is because they know, oh well, I'm gonna get off anyway, because the good old boy on on the stand gonna Mm -hmm. be like, you good. That goes back into voting, though. We control things like this, Mm -hmm. but people don't go out and vote. Well, you gotta not just vote for a president. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think it a lot of it has to do with 
sorry. And my biggest takeaway from the entire panel, I thought everybody had a lot of good points, except for the one light skinned dude on the. He's blessed. He was so not represent well for the light skinned fellow. Sorry, guys. <laughs> he, um, he seemed young. It's okay. At the but, end, I was like, um, "Why is he here?" Exactly. <laughs> he never answered the question. He pushed right. trap the yeah. vote, which was great. Yeah. That was it, though. Uh, yeah, like, maybe, yeah. Maybe. But go ahead. But uh, <laughs> I think unicorns. it all comes down to. Uh, Awareness and communication. And the awareness factor comes to if you look at a lot of stuff that Killer Mike, T.I., even Candace Owens, and uh, one girl, Katrina, uh, Tamika Mallory, a lot of those things that they were talking about, a lot of people just aren't aware of those things, whether it had to do with our history, whether it had to do with politics, uh, the U.S. Census, whatever the case may be. We just aren't very aware of the agendas that's being pushed in our communities. So we don't act on it. We just kind of sit back, fall back. We don't vote. We don't register. We don't do all these particular things that can make these changes. So we have to just put our ear to the streets. We know a lot about a lot of things that don't matter when it comes to fashion, music, TV shows. We have to take some time to do research about our history, our, our, the individuals in our history that was trying to push agendas for our communities, whether it be Malcolm Martin whoever, Elijah Muhammad, whoever, right? And having that awareness. And another part is communication because I felt like Candace Owens, for 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 instance, she made a lot of good points. Yeah. But people like her and Katrina and you can go to Kanye or anyone that looks at that side of the spectrum and say, hey, Republicans are good. They're the worst communicators of all time. So <laughs> you know, they like you got the bad representative. And the yeah. worst... <laughs> Like demeaning fashion yes. is like not only are you yep. trying to push a a a negative agenda, but you're doing it in the worst way. She came you're off saying very something good. She yeah, but you're trying to do it in the wrong way. There's nothing wrong with like being on the side of Republicans, and by no means. And but you have to communicate it effectively. Yes. She semi came off like like. She kind of condescending. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And it was kind of like, hey, I'm trying to let you fools know. Mm -hmm. Like, And I'm like, okay, I I get it, but chill. She did say something that kind of made me think, though. She said that they're kind of like throwing the word racism around a lot. Like once you call the Republican Party racist as a whole, red flag, I'm not voting for you, right? Mm -hmm. I'm black. I'm not going to vote for somebody you continue to call racist. I I actually pay attention to the news, though, so I still think he's racist. But Mm -hmm. for all these other people who might not be aware when they just going off what they hear and you just say, oh, that's the racist party. I'm not I'm not for that. No, I'm not voting for you. She was basically saying, like, okay, your Democratic Party is like basically playing mind games with you and they're not concerned with anything that has anything to do with you basically yeah, that's and, but that's all parties, she might be right right the hey, Republican might be the right. same thing uh, yeah. for their base because there's yeah. a lot of Republicans that they just aren't in the tax bracket for being yeah. Republican to be beneficial for them but they throw out those same type of jargons immigration mm-hmm. is that version of racism on that side that's, yeah so as it comes back to us being aware and just saying well let's put both parties to the side and focus on what we need in our communities and say, hey, if you want our vote, like to um, Killer Mike's point, if you want our vote, well, this is what we want. Handle your immigration, handle your whatever it is you want to do on this side. But, this but if is you what want this 15 percent vote, this exactly. is what you want. Yeah. But on the other side, we have to realize that it doesn't matter <laughs> who gets elected. The effect on us is, will never be positive until we start having more effect the uh, nation right. and our community. Mm-hmm. That's all on us. It's 50% yeah. them, 50% us. Yeah. To your point of the pusher and the user, 
it's everybody's fault. So the user has to eventually say, hey, I got to stop. You I know? would say it's not even 50-50. I think it's more so our responsibility. Absolutely. Because we, we have more control than what we think. You know what I mean? Like maybe not from a... A national standpoint, or like okay, or within our own yeah. communities. Yeah, that's what like I mean. If we have a black but if we better those, issue, that's we, on us. Right. No politicians. If we better come in those say, things hey. within mm-hmm. every black community, like we would thrive mm-hmm. regardless of who was president. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So let me let me ask a question real quick to to everyone. So in your individual circles, um, do you do we have these type of conversations? Before election time, yeah. Are well, we, my, yeah, my are we talking yeah. about? Uh, politics locally, not even just nationally. No, no. Are we talking about locally. local politics? No, no. Are we talking about, because uh, I'm sure everyone probably stays, not everyone stays in Detroit. So <clears throat> you're, whatever municipal, you know, Southfield, whatever, sometimes it's like, for instance, I stayed in Taylor for a long time. And, and literally, I cared nothing about the local politics there because you, yeah. I, I didn't care. Like, it, I wasn't trying to be there forever. Uh, I didn't care about. You weren't invested in. The I was, yeah, I wasn't invested. So, and that, I, I'm glad you said that. That's a great point. So, are we invested enough in the places where we are? Let's just let's let's just keep it on Detroit. The people that live in Detroit, do we believe your friends or family members are invested in the community enough to care? Because mm-hmm. that's where it's going to start. Like we keep looking at the presidency, and all. In every four years, we get. Everybody jump on the bandwagon and everybody got this, that, and the third to say. But it's a lot of stuff because I've learned that it's a lot of stuff the governor has control over on this right. state by himself, yeah. right. regardless of the president. Herself. No, I'm just, <laughs> I feel you, I'm bro. speaking. <laughs> yeah, herself. I'm just saying. Auntie Gretchen alone. I have, uh, so I can respond to that. I, I think... <laughs> I think racism have has a parallel word, which is this social is class. You got me too. Uh, I did. <laughs> I did. So I, I think racism has a parallel word called uh, social class, right? And I read this book by Brother uh, Warren Ballantyne, who speaks about socialism or, or social class. And I don't, I'm not sure where everyone grew up, but we grew I think up. We all came from the city. But so we grew up in a neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. And we go to the neighborhood schools. And then I don't know how many of you are educators, but when I look at these test scores and I look at what they're being tested on, it's a different parallel to someone who goes to Cranbrook. Yeah. It and is. the amount of money those teachers make. So we have these issues, but we don't see the same issues. We see what's going on in the neighborhood. Let's take what happened to late brother Nipsey Hussle, right? Right. One of the things that he was all about was going back to his neighborhood and empowering his people, right? Mm-hmm. Had a great plan. But uh brother from the Black Panthers, uh P. the revolution cannot be televised. Mm-hmm. If you know I'm from the neighborhood and I go back and I'm buying up everything and I'm putting people on, but there's one or two people who don't like me. Crabs in the middle. They don't care what I'm doing. Yeah. They mm-hmm. just don't want to see me win. Yeah. So the, the social class is different because a lot of those poor white people, and it's more of them than it is of us, mm-hmm. even wealthy rich white people, they don't care about that because they don't have to come here. You listen to the music, you buy the music, you support it, you support the culture, but at the end of the day, you can go home and you don't look nothing like me and you don't have to worry about what I have to worry about. So you, you mass racism and we begin to look at social class and that's how we begin to break down Democrats, Republicans. I mean, at some point, 
there were a lot of black Republicans, yeah. so it didn't matter. So you could talk about Black Wall Street, you could talk about all these different things, but we don't know what we need to know. These local votes, right? Maybe those people didn't have the insurance that they needed when Black Wall Street uh, burned down, but I think you have to pay attention to those things. As much as I invest in my neighborhood, sometimes I just don't go back. Like, I, there's nothing cool to me about being on a block all day with a bunch of my homeboys. I don't want to see them that long. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts. Want it? Facts. Yeah. We can have a drink. I can smoke my cigarette. Y'all can do what y'all do. But I, I can't be around a bunch of dudes all day. It's annoying to me. Why do you? Does anyone else want to answer my question before I pose another one? No? All right, cool. So, why do you all think it's more people in the neighborhood? that want to stay in the neighborhood than get out of the neighborhood. Safety. We've glamorized it. I think it. that it's... we glamorized it. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I think that... Why would I try to attain anything else? Like, I'm comfortable here. My mom's here. My grandma's here. Everybody mm -hmm. I know has been here. Like, my view for the outside is like, they may have been lucky to get out. They had different situations, but... What do I need to attain more for when I'm comfortable where I am? I'm glad you said that. So how is it that if you're comfortable where you are, when I come back or I come around, I sold out, I ain't this, I ain't that. That's your I... personal problem for thinking that. No, I'm not. That part. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, I'm not saying. I'm not saying me. And, and I'm not I, saying. No, I'm not saying. When I say general. you, I'm not talking about That's you. That's that person. I'm not talking. Right. Okay, whatever. So. Um, hey. I think you were asking why do they feel that way? Why do yeah? Why do <laughs> the ones who stay there then in turn start to feel like you know you you sold out because you left? Or when I come back and buy the block up or buy a couple of houses, they run right in behind me and so on and so forth. So it's like if you're cool where you are, and because I'm not it saying makes people face the reality that it's envy where they are is is for lack of better terms is not shit. You know what I mean? It's like envy. It, I could have did it better, makes, but I didn't. It makes you face your reality. Mm -hmm. So if everybody around me is the same, then I know that like, oh, I'm good. You know, nobody's up here. We're all kind of right here. So when the person comes who's a bit higher or who you perceive to be, because that's all perception, right? right. Mm -hmm. Who you perceive to be a bit higher who's up here. Now you have to face like, well, I could have did. They're no different from me. I could have mm -hmm. did this. So now you got to face the reality that you, you're now living a life that is unfulfilled. That's why, yeah, that's what I meant when I said that's your personal, that's a mental problem you have with yourself. Like that's no, something agreed. you, a, a, it's a messed up mindset that you have. Yeah. Yeah, and that mindset comes from you, like you said, it's realization, it's, it's envy, it's like, mm -hmm. it's, it's jealousy on some form. So could it be, could it be said that a lot of our problems are that we move majorly on emotion? Yeah. I mean, some of it. I don't a know. A lot. I huh? think, I think yeah. A, I think a lot of help it. Me, help so, me. So, like Mentally, you said, so, yeah. so, like, in a situation, in an altercation or in an argument, mm -hmm. what's fueling that? Is it more emotion or is it more, okay, is it yeah, more no, logic no, or is it, well, you know? It's definitely, I would say emotional. Because if, yeah. you, if you look at it, like, to kind of go back to the beginning of your question, we've glamorized being in the hood for a really long time. Like, ridiculous amount of time. We, we glamorized still our do. blocks. We, this is my block. I own this block. We own the block. It's my corner. The block we, is hot. The block is but hot. But your mom's renting. Glamorized. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We 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 have a pride over our street names for 
no reason at all. Mm-hmm. So there's 80% of us that have no problem being there. So from where the emotion comes in is that when we see people that's elevated, to your point, now it's a sense of I messed up. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm looking around like, oh, man, I got to raise my kids around here. And you just go drive up in here and your BMW, go buy all these houses while we over here struggling. Nah, G. Nah, I, I, now I feel like you're 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 throwing it you in my face. So now you I'm gonna drop into down on man. this fool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it's like um, what was, what was the? Uh, I think I, I never watched the video of the dude that uh, killed Nipsey, but I remember when Charlemagne was talking about you know how much pain it looked like that dude was going through because mm-hmm. he was so angry at something, mm-hmm. and that's how we are. You know, we we just get so irrationally caught up in these feelings just because of the things that we went through in our lives and we felt like as black people obviously we feel like we got shed on at some point obviously at every point mostly so we feel like everything that's happened to us and why we're here in these neighborhoods anyway wasn't our fault um somebody let us down whether it was the country the president our parents Mm -hmm. and we're still here so we're still carrying around those same emotions so that leads to these dysfunctional and disgruntled actions that we end up doing each other. You just made me think of um, maybe that's the reason why we have like so much black on black violence. That's like the one thing you can control that might actually make you feel like you have some type of power. Mm-hmm. Like if you, to, if you, if you, you talk trash to me, I go get my gun, I shoot you. <clears throat> I, I have some, I have some feeling of power, right? I have some type of control over what just happened. Mm-hmm. Everything else, I have, I'm not, I'm powerless, mm-hmm. right? Black people feel like that all the time. So when well, no, you yeah. when you mix that lack of power, high emotions, mm-hmm. I mean <coughs> I um in uh grad school I did my project, my final project on the school to prison pipeline. And, you know, you get all these numbers uh about fathers not being in a household. So I got I had to tailor it to my life in particular. In my neighborhood that I lived in the longest, there were about twenty two kids. Amongst the 22 kids, about three or four fathers, right? I take that back. About three fathers. Three of those 22 kids were me and my two brothers, and my dad been involved my whole life. Out of all of the children, um, the, about 95, 96% of us had either been shot, shot at, handcuffed, took to jail, dropped out of school, killed um, on drugs, right? So you look at that, and then earlier I was talking about discipline, but a lot of your structural discipline comes from your father, naturally. Now, my mother got hands, so (laughs) no discredit to her if she's watching this today. I I knew if I did something out of line, she was gonna get at me. I knew it, and it was going to hurt, and I wasn't going to like it. But I was willing to take her ass whooping before I tried my daddy. So I tried my pops once. Mm-hmm. One guys. time. You woke up the next day? So I'm going to tell you, it, he didn't even touch me. What he did was he said something smart that I didn't like. I was a teenager. And I'm like, man, something, whatever I said. Right. right. Don't even want to repeat it. So I walk upstairs. Yeah, and I'm pissed, right? I'm really pissed, and I don't get mad. I tried to slam my door, but I didn't Try turn it. around. <laughs> I didn't turn around, and I didn't hear it close. Yeah, oh, he was on you. I know I slammed it hard enough because I was—it was intentional, right? <laughs> 
So I turned around. <laughs> And my father's like taller Jesus than me. Was right there. He, he's taller than me. <laughs> and I wasn't that big then. And he was like, "What you say?" <laughs> Nothing. Your life flashed before your eyes. <laughs> I had two options. Nothing, sir. <laughs> yeah. Or repeat t- what you it, said and die. I had to get out. So there's the window. And then <laughs> I gotta go through him at the door. <laughs> and he's at the door. But naturally, <laughs> I had the pleasure of experiencing that. So we talk about these generational emotions that we have and then we push religion on people and then we have that talk and most church folk don't want to have this conversation but my great-grandfather is a pastor and I would love to have this conversation with some pastors but they probably won't have it with me but let's let's take it all the way back all of a sudden you're a free slave now right Mm -hmm. you watch your wife mutilated in front of you you've been beaten your kids have been taken from you and then Wednesday of Friday, you're free. Now what? Now, yeah. Now what the hell I'm supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking, even if you gave me 40 acres in a mule, who the hell I'm going to sell to? Because mm-hmm. everybody around me white. Mm-hmm. And they just going to come take it. And you own everything already. So how can I be empowered enough? I only have one option, which is to steal or go back to master, right? So now... I have to find my God, this emotion. Today, we don't like disrespect because we've been told these same stories over and over and over. All you do is get more pissed. People talk about the, uh, I stopped watching slave movies, but I did watch Django Unchained. I was curious, right? It's a great movie. See, yeah, see, see this brother right on a slave the horse. Movie. I want to see how interesting Tarantino can make this movie for me. So you begin to see this dynamic of a black man who isn't a dummy and a white guy who has some knowledge. And it wasn't the same old good old boy story. It was someone who didn't care about nothing but money. So a good old American story, right? (laughs) Now he fucking everybody up because he want his wife. You know how you feel with somebody messing with your girl or your family or whatever. You need to get home, right? Mm -hmm. Your home is wherever your family is, so you need to get there. So this is the first slave movie that I had seen with a brother fighting back. You can't tell me these big mammoth motherfuckers wasn't fighting back. Mm -hmm. They were. You you can't, but I'm saying... So you're saying the the movies are a The the way they portray it. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I'm in third grade watching Roots. Um, What the fuck? What is this? Mm -hmm. This doesn't inspire me. It doesn't make me feel like I'm anything. And luckily, I had some parents around Actually me. Actually, your mind. Yeah, it, it it corners you. Like, for instance, I've known Liggs before he became a brother of the fraternity. I, I, like, him. <laughs> I like him. I like him for a reason. And he'll tell you, on that. it's a lot of brothers that I don't like. <laughs> I just don't. What's on it? Tell them. And they know it. All right. Oh, I, I okay. don't like them. Oh, but, they know it. <laughs> but he keeps me accountable, right? I used to have this mindset. I wanted to be the brother who gave all the connection. Then I, I learned later in my life that it wasn't always that way. But he always kept me accountable. What you doing? What you reading? What kind of moves you making? We went to the casino one day, and I I was winning. Right? <laughs> I was. He was winning, too, but I was winning. And then I lost like 10 bucks, right? <laughs> I was still up, but I lost. He's like, man, let's go. 
first thing you said is lying because I know one thing is he ain't only gambling ten bucks, and if you had the casino with him, you ain't even gambling ten bucks. <laughs> well, okay. I, I don't and like he said he lost. and I and I the thing is I don't gamble ten bucks. I don't like to gamble, but I start catching. Because I went down, then I went up, mm-hmm. and then when I, once I went up, he kind of looked at me. He was like, "No, nah, let's go." It's time and to go. That, so most people ain't gonna keep you accountable that way, which is why I have so much love for him because he always keeps me accountable. Like he told me, it started at seven thirty today. Now, oh, so I didn't to be here no, by seven thirty. I, I got the text message, but, <laughs> <laughs> but but he keeps me accountable. So we don't have enough people keeping us accountable, and mm-hmm. someone is always angry about something. So mm-hmm. most of these feelings are just that feelings. So if I can suppress the way I feel for a moment and think about my situation and what I could do, maybe redlining won't matter because if I own all of Brightmore now, I can restructure this the way I want to. I can mm-hmm. put a Starbucks over here because I can right. own it. I don't need to be over here. I can build another school. I don't need to live here. All you other people can move in. Y'all know what I'm talking about. She, mm-hmm. You made me think of um, Candace Owens or what's the other girl name? There's uh, two other uh, The other women. Trump supporters. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. She, one of them was talking about these uh, opportunity zones or whatever. And opportunity zones are basically like you get like tax breaks and stuff like that for opening up businesses and lower income communities right so yeah that's all fine and dandy right like but ti made the perfect point like who are the people that can are able to take advantage of these opportunity zones right black people don't have no money to Mm -hmm. put into a business to put in their low income area right not everybody we got to pull it Right, we have it. We absolutely have it. We, but it the, takes twenty we, of us. Whatever it takes, right? See, and we don't think like that. Whatever it takes. I know we were supposed to talk. Everything by if you're going to keep complaining, then at right. some point it's whatever it takes. So if that we means were, it's five, ten of us. If we only get a small amount of it off that one business, but we keep right. going and going and going. I mean, that's what the Latino community did, the Jewish community did, the The Chinese community did, the Asian community did. That one Chinese spot, they pitched in on that damn thing, and then they started opening Chinese spots all over the place. And then same thing. um, I know we were supposed to get to that too. The Lorenz Tate um, said in his interview on the Breakfast Club, same. He's like all about groupism. He said Mm -hmm. like, you know, like another um, race will like have 30 of them in one home. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So they can all get this business up and running. Black people don't think like that. I'm guilty of that too. You know it's what I mean? Just, like yeah. everybody every black person want their own thing. You know right. what I mean? Like I don't want to I don't want to go in with 15 of y'all. I want, you know, my own thing. Right. And right? De- and devaluing ourselves like, well, I don't I don't trust that y'all going to come through or you do know, we, I'm not do I'm not we, though? But that comes from a, a different place though. That comes from from experience. Like, you know, we've all tried to patronize our our own and we've all had some good experience and we've all had some bad experiences. Um the problem is, is that we let the bad experience experiences stand out more and dictate our moves. Right. So I mean, it, 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 there's some reasoning behind it, but it's not always yeah. the way to go. However, uh, unfortunately, this you know this time has gotten away from us, so we're gonna have to do a part two to this. Yeah, this this time is really. Good. I mean, it was, it was it was a good topic. I had know? notes, notes. Man, right. I had about four about. pages. It was, yeah, the time has got away from uh, us. So, some stuff. Um, gives me time to watch. After hours coming up, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Right. Going down. Last time we so, did after hours, it was. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll we'll definitely do a part two to the to this. Um, it's a lot more things that we have to discuss. So I just want to give everybody an opportunity to kind of give their last words or last comments, and then we're gonna get up out of here. Anything else you want to say on the topic? We, I, I wasn't starting with you. <laughs> There's no need to no. come to me. I would like to uh, let it put it on record, though, that I have not been here. So I didn't. She hasn't been in the U.S. Yeah, I didn't have the opportunity. Where, where were you again? To, uh, oh, okay. So, yeah, so, um, Lee, anything you want to say final? Um, I just wish everyone well and uh, Dylan in the field of behavior. If we could change our behavior, I think we can change <laughs> our dynamics. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you catch some of that? Yeah, we got we got okay, a little bit you. of it. See, um, I would say you know in the momentum of everything we're learning, awareness, awareness, research, research. You know, know what's going on in your communities for your people. To your point about the the slave movies, know what actually happened in history that's going to change your trajectory and your perception of what we need to do moving forward. Not just movies. Read a book. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I guess that could be my one A. One B would be um I don't know. Do something in your community. I'm also talking to myself. I'm not pointing the finger at anyone. I'm just saying, I don't know, go to a city council meeting for a change. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. do one thing that's literally like making you a little bit more active within your community. And I'm I mean, I'm gonna make that effort too. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna actually. I mean, the first thing I thought of was like, okay, I know who I actually know. You know, Brenda Jones. Why not go? Why not go to a meeting? Like, (laughs) I don't know why I haven't. I don't even have. I have not one good reason why I haven't been to a city council meeting. Mm. I live in Detroit. I I'm gonna go to one. I'm gonna find out when one is, and I'll go. I agree with everyone. Um, You know, do your research and then jump into action. I think that. One big thing I took from watching the summit, watching these interviews, is that there are things that can be done. We've been doing a lot of talking. Um, Killer Mike and T.I. talked about how when they talked to Dick Gregory, he was like, you know, why are y'all still just marching? Like, we've been, we did that already. It's time to do something else. So uh, just jump into action. There's, if you didn't know what to do, like, that was a perfect thing to watch that gave you some ideas on what to do. Attend these city council meetings. Learn who is in charge around you and put together a plan, put together some demands. I think that is very important. We have enough time to do it as a people, and we really need to consider doing that. Honestly, considering the fact that we don't vote until like a year from now. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have enough, we actually, more than enough time. We actually have time to actually do something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've been thinking about that every day, but yeah, mm-hmm. sorry. I mean, if you had something else to say, we still got. I do have a minute. question to pose. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think that like the level that we're at, like everybody here is educated. Mm-hmm. The the viewership pretty much pretty is much. an educated group yeah. of people. I think that we have the capabilities to be active, but I think that we also need the people who may be, and I don't want to say like below, but mm. the people you know who are and not traditionally educated. Correct. How do we in get, in like in the hood? And who the hood. are like, affected yeah. the most right. by by voting? Like right. How do we, How do we get, get them to care? Yeah. That was a point that um, Tamika made, you know, that we have our own, and to speak to what you said, we have our own classism within our people. And it's like we're not talking to the strippers or the scammers or whomever mm-hmm. else, the, the dope boy. It's like 
we need to educate them too, or at least reach out to them, make them aware, put them put things in place that they may be interested in coming into so that they can hear about this stuff because it is affecting them. And they know some of this stuff is affecting them, but it's like, well, I can't do nothing about it. But letting them know you can. So mm-hmm. pay attention. You can easily do things like, um, I mean, even volunteer to help register people to vote. <coughs> A lot of people love to like, okay, well, hey, if I'm signing this, I'm registering to vote. FYI, we got this problem in our neighborhood and mm-hmm. this is X, Y, and Z. And people people will tell you if you just, if you, you're, you know, in their face trying we, to get them to register to vote. We definitely uh, an emotional people. Um, I think just history, just looking at history, we are emotional. Um, you, I don't know. uh What's the name of this show? Snowfall. I don't know if any of you Great watch show. it. But I heard it was good. Yeah, I, I start paying attention to the dynamics of the show, and I realized it was just like the Reagan story of the 80s. Mm-hmm. So it was a history lesson. Mm-hmm. And he go through those different phases, and then he realized what it was doing to his people. Mm-hmm. Oh, whoa, he, whoa, whoa. I'm only on the first season. Bro. Ah. Okay, never mind. <laughs> like, but it's, it's like, we know the story, it, though, right? It's <laughs> definitely a history lesson. And it, if you pay attention to the main character's character a, a great deal, it, it you can see yourself in the character, whether you're a man or a woman. Or and Jeff. I, or Jeff. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> it, we fine. still need to talk about... Uh, yeah, go ahead and finish with your thought. <laughs> uh, man, listen, you know I, I got some stuff from from the federal government when I worked there and and what I do now. So I got some stuff that I could talk about all day. But how I want to talk about it, the, the anger that comes with it, I'm not sure if – I have to figure out how I need to present it. Because if I tell a lot of parents, which in our – case in our neighborhoods in the city of Detroit, it's a lot of these kids who only live with mom, right? So if I told every mother about the school to prison pipeline and what it really looks like and pointed out some things, uh, I don't think they'll receive it the way that I would like them to. Mm. Maybe if Barack said it, the (laughs) inspirational voice, if I could find that in me. work on your delivery. Yeah, (laughs) maybe if I could find that voice, it may sound good, but. Get Sydney to say it. Wow. You know, I, I need the conversation needs to be had and dynamics need to be changed. So when I figure that out, then I'll engage in it more or it may just come out how it comes out. So if you invite me back, I'll talk about it. I would yeah. love to you hear have to come back. I would love to hear Because doesn't it start like in the third grade? Oh, yeah. They, they're building prisons off those test scores. Yeah. What? The, the yeah. Like, it so, starts yeah. very <laughs> so, so this yeah. is my life's passion. <laughs> Well, um, I guess my final thought is, uh, I guess just get educated, and it, it it starts with one person. If anyone listening, you know, you feel a certain type of way about something, we need to start having you know these conversations. This was really one of the reasons why this platform was created to start to invoke conversation for us to be you know more knowledgeable about what's going on, so we can start to legitimately do something. So um, communicate, educate, and move forward. But that has been our time. I appreciate everyone coming in and being with us. I appreciate all the viewers that you know continue to lock in with us every th- Thursday. And like I said, anything that you all have or want to hear or want to say, please jump in, jump uh, on the on the live, whatever, DM us or whatever the case may be, and we'll we'll talk about it. We'll get it going. 
However, uh, this has been your man, Jay Liggs. This is the Culture Cure. This is the culture, so be a part of the cure. Peace. Hi. Peace. Bye.